Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. I just got done watching a beautiful sunrise this morning, which, uh, you know, while I was sitting there watching that sun come up, of course, human nature is when the sun comes up, it's time to, you start having all the things that you have to do that day rattling through your head. And I was doing the same thing. I I always start my morning with a cup of coffee and my, my notebook that has my list in it. And I'm crossing things off that I did yesterday and thinking about things I need to do today. And I'm recording this the first week of December and we're getting ready to go out and rope at Las Vegas. And so there's... A lot of stuff to get ready when you're going to be gone four or five days but i caught myself thinking about it this morning what a you know you think about the sun coming up what a miracle it is you know i caught myself thinking about oh how lucky are we that that the sun's coming up today and uh you know and i don't know why i usually don't think about that but this morning i that that's something i caught myself thinking about and i thought you know, I, I preach it all the time and enjoy every sunrise and enjoy every sunset because as we all know, there that's a limited number that we get to see. And uh, this morning, I was kind of proud of myself because I let, I let the world slow down and I just enjoyed that sunrise with a good cup of coffee. It was beautiful morning, quiet so thankful for it so thankful for so many things including you and all the other listeners that are listening and one of one of the things i want to talk about first this morning is is to thank all of our listeners we uh so at the end of each year we do our podcast in the anchor app and so anchor does a lot of a lot of people do podcasts through anchor and so they do a podcast wrap at the end of the year and and they give you some statistics on how your podcast does compared to others and to begin with we have they give you the amount of new content you've put out there and we had 1245 minutes which is oh roughly 21 hours of new content basically a half a work week of new content that we put out last year, which, which I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm proud that we have been so consistent and then we've been diligent about doing it and keeping it up because it is a, it is a commitment every week to do it for myself and for Stacy who puts, puts the podcast out, does all the editing, takes care of all that for me. So that put us in the 97th percentile. We provided more content, than 97% of the podcasts out there. So we were uh, really proud of that. A couple other fun facts. The episode, the most listened to episode, which I think this is really cool, 
the most listened to episode since we've started, and we've been doing this about three years, is the one I put it out back in 2019 called Understanding the Animal You're Training. And that is by far the most listened to episode. It's been listened to a bunch. As far as coverage, we have been listened to in 48 countries, which blows me away. I thought that was pretty wild. It's been it's been shared in 48 or shared or listened to in 48 countries. The top five, of course, being the United States, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, the UK, and then Norway, because there are lots of Haugens in Norway. So, for all my for all my Norwegian friends, I want to send a shout out to them and thank them for listening. It was for last year. It was in the top five percent of most globally shared podcasts. So I want to thank you for that as well. Thanks for sharing it. You know, we we really love the feedback and we appreciate you sharing it with your friends and sharing it with others because we see a lot of that. I was talking to a friend of mine about it and about training horses and the podcast. And I said, you know, the the podcast is kind of like training horses with training horses i feel like i'm just barely scratching the surface of the potential that we have with our horses well i kind of feel the same way with the information we're putting out i i feel like we're just barely scratching the surface there's so much there's so much more that we can do and that we can explore and where we can grow and get better so anyway Moving forward with today, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm not going to get to all of it, but first of all, this week had a private clinic with Cassie Kautzman from North Dakota, who's now living down here working for a cutting horse trainer. Cassie had purchased that private clinic in a fundraiser for the Peterson twins up in Minot, North Dakota. Uh, they were born premature and they spent a long time in the hospital and of course incurred a lot of expenses and so they had just a just a great fundraiser for that young family and anyway I really appreciate Cassie purchasing that we had donated it to the fundraiser and we got to spend a day together and it was a great day of not only horse training but talking about business talking about personal development one th- I'm going to talk a little bit about Cassie first. She's got a lot going for her. She really sits a horse good, has a really good way about her riding and how she asks for responses. And you can tell she's really, really focused on getting to another level. And when you see that, when I see that in somebody, it is so easy doing my job when I'm working with a trainer that has that mindset, that growth mindset of wanting to get better, willing to learn, willing to try, willing to practice, willing to put in the work. And uh, she's got a very, very bright future ahead of her. It's uh, she's headed down a good road. She's in, it sounds to me like she's in a good situation where she can basically get paid to practice. You know, and that's when you're working for a reputable trainer 
and you're getting paid to work for them and learn from them, um, you're getting paid to practice. It's a great situation. It's, I always call it double dipping. You know, when you can get paid to do something that you need to work at, like I used to always tell those guys helping me, especially back in the day when we didn't have manure spreaders and gators and four-wheelers where we were doing everything by hand, I told, I'd always tell them, I'd say, man, this is the best job in the world. And they'd look at me like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> because it, it's like getting paid to work out. I mean, you're young, healthy, young men. You need to, you need to work out and get strong and use your gifts and, and uh, develop, you know. So anytime you're getting paid to work out or paid to practice, it's a good gig or paid to learn, you know, and that's another thing when, when you're working a lot of times, there's a lot of you out there that are, that are helping other people in the equine industry and whether it's training your horse, working for a retail Western store, working for a business that provides a product that is sold in the equine industry you're getting paid to learn take advantage of it show up each day with the attitude that this is what i get to do today not this is what i've got to do today it's just like those horses waiting on me outside those horses are just waiting to teach me something you know and if you have that mindset going forward you'll always get better the growth mindset is just something that when you have it understand you're fixing to get there you're fixing to you're fixing to experience greatness at some point if you have that mindset like with cassie we wrote a bunch that day but we also talked a lot about the business side of it we talked about where she sees herself in the equine industry you know we talked about short-term intermediate goals like i call intermediate like the one-year goals and then long term i talk about three to five year goals well i i and i truly believe you got to have all three i mean i'm i've got mine for this coming year and i've got my goals for my three to five year plan i've got my short-term goals for today and for the rest of this week and for this coming month. And, you know, one, one question that I asked Cassie, I said, you know, what's your biggest challenge right now? And I thought her response was going to be about a training principle. Now this didn't surprise me, but, but at the same time I was, I thought she was going to say, you know, getting my horses, soft in their rib cage or getting my horse collected or something to that effect because those are big challenges she said i'm wondering basically and i can't i can't quote her perfectly but her response basically was can i make a living doing this because people tell me i can't well i mean of course that's an easy easy question for me to answer because I've hung around long enough that I make a really good living in the horse training world. Now, 
I'm diversified. I teach and I train. You know, I teach trainers and I train horses. You know, and I do some other things too. I have some other ventures. But, you know, I remember those days when I had some of that same feedback. Now, now thankfully, I don't ever remember people telling me, you can't make a living at this. Now, I do remember times where I felt like they were looking at me going, okay, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> you know, and, and, and maybe they weren't thinking that. Maybe I was thinking that. But I was thinking about that the other day when Cassie and I were having our meeting in the bunkhouse and we were talking about this. You know, where I was living up there in northwest North Dakota, it, it, it would be extremely challenging because of, because of the location and because of the climate. I mean, the winters can be very brutal. It's tough. I mean, even if you got a heated indoor arena, you got to get to the indoor arena. And it's not impossible by no means. It can be done. But that would have been challenging. Well, and you know, because of that, there were times while I was in college, I, I did. You know, I went to school. I've got an ag business degree. I actually went to graduate school for a year and worked on my MBA. But at the same time, I, w I was rodeoing and I was coaching. And, you know, I... For a long time, I did question myself, you know, am I good enough? Am I good enough to do this? You know, and like with the horsemanship side of it, now looking back, my big question wasn't, could I make it? Could I do this? Really and truly, when I look back, because I thought a lot about this after Cassie and I talked about it this, earlier this week, my big question was, am I, am I a good enough horseman? And, and is my horsemanship good enough to separate me from the competition? Or is my horsemanship good enough to create a niche to where I could produce a product that was beneficial to others because that that's really what you have to step back and step back and ask yourself does my product add value to others or does my product have enough value that the demand for it is going to continue right it's it's just like you know Horse training goes back to horsemanship. Developing your product so that it can be used by somebody else. You know, the discipline, I always talk about at my clinics, you know, and like I've talked about before, I've, I do a variety of clinics for different disciplines, but at the same time, to me, it really doesn't have anything to do with the discipline. It's just like, you know, and I always feel weird every year when I see barrel racing clinics on my schedule because I'm like, everybody knows I'm not a barrel racer. But I've had horses in that discipline that have had a lot of success. And 
that is an event where you have to be you have to create triggers to where with your field timing and balance you're sending the signal before the signal so that horse can get ready to rate ready to turn you know you have to be able to understand the thinking side of a horse's brain the reacting side of a horse's brain and how to control that switch that flips back and forth between that you know those are things that i can do and it just turns out it's very beneficial in that discipline well you know it still doesn't have anything to do with the discipline and that's why i say it's funny because every year i see advanced horsemanship slash barrel racing clinic and i think do those you know do they not know i'm not a barrel racer <laughs> and and they all do everybody knows that i mean that's not that's not any big secret but at the same time they know what i can do with a horse helps that discipline well it, it all goes back to developing your product you know and so just like with cassie where she's at in her career, where she's at in her life. You know, some of the suggestions slash advice that I gave her was number one, understand the opportunity that you have in front of you. Understand that you're getting paid to learn from somebody else's experiences. You know, that's, that's the first thing understanding that I don't care what you're doing right now when you look at what you're doing as an opportunity to get paid to learn you're going to have a different attitude when you do your job no doubt about it second thing you know the second piece of advice I gave her was to over deliver meaning do the small extra things that make a difference not only not only for the person you're working for but for yourself do the little things i always remember back way back in the day probably back in uh, i listened to these cassette tapes of dr dennis waitley's back in the early 80s and this is a saying that I have carried with me ever since. So if, if Dr. Waitley's listening, which I don't, don't think he probably is, but you know, he, he said, winners develop a habit of doing the things losers don't like to do. Well, I'm talking little things. You know, the biggest way to change and strive to reach excellence or perfection is through small tweaks that you continually apply. And those little things, meaning if you walk across the yard and there's a piece of paper, pick it up. Number one, you need the exercise. You know, pick it up. You know, put the buckets where they belong, you know, Take the, here's something that really gets me, you know, the, the, the top of the sacks that you, you pull the, you pull the string and the top comes off and you dump the feet in the buckets and put it in the trash, 
put it in your pocket and then put it in the trash. You know, little things like that. I mean, I know we don't put enough value on that. I mean, hang the bridles up. Hang the bridles up in an orderly manner. Put your saddles up in an orderly manner. Sweep the barn. You know, over-deliver. Not only to your employer, but to yourself. You know, because what that does is it generates a pride in your work. It generates a pride in your work ethic and the value that you add because you know you're adding more value. You know, <laughs> Slim Whaley. So Slim Whaley is a legend in the calf roping world and the horse training world back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And actually, I met Slim when he was 93. And that morning, we went down and he saddled a three-year-old mare got on her and he cut a cow and I helped him. I held her and I roped on that mare. My father-in-law eventually bought that mare and she is the mother to Annie, you know, the best mare we've ever had. And anyway, Slim, I remember visiting with him that day and he told me, he said, in this business, he said, you can get away with murder if you make a hand. <laughs> Meaning, he was telling me about a time when he was working for a ranch and and uh, the one of the foremans came up. He had a cow camp and and uh, he had a half a beef hanging in a tree or something. And you weren't supposed to do that, but he liked beef and he had butchered something. And... That guy, he said, that guy never said a word. And the reason he didn't was because he knew he couldn't replace Slim. And, you know, why would you, uh, why would you be mad at your, one of your best hands for, you know, feeding himself good, you know? So I always, I always remember that story from Slim. He was, he was a cool guy. I actually got to, actually got to, uh, attend his hundredth birthday and, uh, I don't know. I think he died when he was 101 or something. Ton of knowledge, you know, and I learned a lot from that guy. But, you know, getting back to that private clinic with Cassie, that, you know, that's one thing. And, and when she, when she said that about wondering if she could make a living at this, it, it really reinforced and made me understand even more a lot of the challenges that we have aren't, you know, indirectly they are related to horsemanship because the better your horsemanship is, the better your training is going to be. The better your training is, the better your market is going to be, the better your product's going to be, the more popular you're going to be, the more wanted you're going to be. I mean, it all goes back to your horsemanship, but at the same time, it's understanding can I make it? can this work for me? Can I make a, a great barrel horse? Can I make a great rope horse? Here's what I'm telling each and every one of you right now. Yes, you can 100%. I guarantee it. If you will put in the work, put in the time, put in the repetitions, gain the knowledge, you can do it. And do not ever let anybody tell you you can't. 
ever. They can say what they want. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And they can say what they want to say. But I'm telling you right now, if you want to, you can do it. You can take the knowledge that others of us have gained through experience, apply it, progress, grow, 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 and you can do it. You can do it. I've got 15 seconds and it's going to cut me off, so i got to close. But hey, have a great week of training. God bless. And as always, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.